to the Mental More Mindset Podcast. I'm Yaa. As a peak performance coach and lifestyle architect, I help women who are ready to reach their next level, eliminate negative self-talk and break through what's been holding them back so they can have clarity, confidence and prosperity in their career and lifestyle. This podcast is to empower you with a Mental More Mindset and help you reach your next level so you can uncover your purpose, reclaim your power and reach your potential. This means no longer living by default but dreaming big and pushing yourself to be, do and have more. I want everyone to know that change is possible, that you are not alone, and there is an alternative way forward, because when you change your mind, it will change your life. Hi guys, I'm jumping on before this episode with a disclaimer. This episode touches on and discusses sensitive topics, including sexual assault and suicide. These are sensitive topics for many people and for some it can trigger intense emotions or thoughts. If you or anyone you know are struggling with these topics, please contact a healthcare provider immediately. And if someone you know is in immediate danger, please dial the emergency number for your area. In the UK, it's 999. Thank you. Hi everybody and welcome to the next episode of the Meant for More Mindset with me, Yar. Today I have the lovely Glessie Caballero with me. Glessie, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Hello, um, thank you for the introduction, Yar. My name is Glessie Caballero and I'm a pleasure reclamation coach to survivors of SA. I'm located in the San Francisco Bay Area, California. Um, and I serve through energy healing, uh, coaching, and inner child healing. Oh, I love that. So tell us something interesting about you that most people don't know. Yes. So um, if this is <laughs> visible in person, um, lot, a lot of people might just think it's a tattoo. Um, but this tattoo is extra special because it is um ancestral um meaning that one it's not done through like a tattoo gun uh it is hand tapped um which is um the indigenous way of my ancestors in the philippines um you know an ancient practice so um these the motifs were channeled through uh the practitioner who does it and you know, it just, it, it's extra special to me. It's not just, I guess, a marking of individual. It's, you know, my community and where my family comes from. So, so yeah, a lot of people might not know that when they see that. Um, it also looks very similar to, um, I'd say like Polynesian tribal tattoos. And um, it isn't, it's of my ancestral Filipino culture um, but it looks similar because in the Pacific Islands um, we are like cousins I would say so just wanted to share and educate on that oh wow that's amazing because <laughs> when, we, when we were speaking about just before we started this interview I just saw it and I was like oh my god is that I wasn't sure whether or not it was a necklace or if it was yeah. just, but it's not. And it, and the fact that you, it was hand tapped as well and you did it all in one go. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brave. Very, very, very brave. So it sounds like you are a very brave person um, <laughs> <laughs> because you have to be to I do that. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are now. Yes. Yeah. So like many uh, people, 
2020 was a very, you know, transformative year. Um, you know, it was the year they told us to stay inside and I literally quite <laughs> literally went inside of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it took away my distractions, things um, that kept me distracted from ultimately um, what I was suppressing. And that was a childhood trauma of mine. Um, I'm a survivor of sexual abuse and, um, you know, I experienced it as a child and up until that time or up until this year, I had not shared that with my parents. And so 2020 was first off the year that I admitted that it was traumatic to myself. Um, you know, the year I met my inner child, um, who was so wanting to be seen, heard and loved. And, um, in that journey, I found Reiki energy healing, and that helped me heal tremendously. Um, you know, trauma survivors tend to hold on to that trauma within their bodies. Oh. So uh, energy healing helped me heal that and release that. Um, it taught me how to, you know, regulate my nervous system, how to deal with um other people's energies around me um, because I'm also a nurse by profession. So I deal with a lot of different people every day, you know, caring for people. Mm. And um, yeah, it's been a journey ever since. Um, I am now a pleasure reclamation coach to, you know, these us and survivors. And um, yeah, it's an honor to be here and and to serve in this way as, you know, uncomfortable as it may be for a lot of people, um, you know, it's so needed during this time. Yeah, it really, really is. Thank you. Um, so you talked about being a pleasure, is it reclamation coach? Yes. Please let me know. I think I know what it is just by what it is, <laughs> but I'm not sure. So. Yeah, so... Um, Ultimately, just, you know, guiding and um, supporting survivors to reclaim their pleasure again. And Mm. it's not just necessarily through intimacy and, you know, like sex per se. It's it's anything really, you know, it's allowing ourselves to find pleasure in the day to day. Mm. Right. Um, Acknowledging and allowing ourselves to know that we have choices and that we can. you know, we have the permission to follow our desires. Because mm. um, often as trauma survivors, we, you know, grow up feeling like there was this piece that was taken away from us. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, my, my goal is to help those survivors reclaim their pleasure again, you know, um, so that they don't have to feel like they can, like they have to continue living their life. Like there's this piece that was missing and was taken away from them, ultimately allowing them to reclaim their power as well. Oh, so how did you reclaim your power? Yes. So like I mentioned, um, energy healing was mm-hmm. like my foundation for that. Um, it really, I would say connected me back to my body. Um, like, you know, survivors, we, we experience trauma, we often disconnect from our bodies because it doesn't 
it's not safe to exist in our bodies, right? So um, energy healing allowed me to release the trauma that my body was holding on to so that I felt safe enough to exist in my body. Um, and then for those who don't know, I guess a little bit about energy healing and about Reiki, I like to say it's like an energetic massage, much like when you have aches or pains in your body and you see a massage therapist, um, you know, and they're working over areas of tension and like muscle knots, that kind of thing. Um, similar with Reiki energy healing, not only does it help with physical pain, but it can also help with mental, emotional, um, and spiritual pain. And so that is how that, you know, helped me heal. Um, and connect to my body oh. yeah. you seem so like that's the foundation pretty much oh that's that's good and I didn't mean to interrupt you um no. but what I want to say is that you seem like a really calm person is that something that you have developed or is that something you've always had <laughs> oh I received that <laughs> <laughs> um I would say for the most part um Actually, I think it's it's more so something that I've developed. Um, I, I don't know. Okay, let me reflect on that. I think back then, before when I wasn't hadn't done my healing journey, um, that might have been the persona. But internally, I was probably like all over the place, you mm -hmm. know, um, suppressing it again ultimately. But now. Um, you know, I, I feel like I don't have to suppress it. Um, I, what I guess you see is, or what you, and what you experience is what you're getting from me, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that, again, that's how energy healing has helped. Like, um, in moments where it's not as calm, right. I'm able to alchemize it so that I can embody the energy that I choose to experience right it's, it's all about that internal internal self oh. and then how do you then share that with your clients in terms of helping them heal yes so um through energy healing um it transmits through time and space mm -hmm. um so we are i'm able to send you know energy healing um you know, to people all over the world. Mm. And um, I also do in-person sessions. And so typically, um, you know, we kind of do a consult, um, talk about their intentions for healing and what they want to heal. And then we do the energy healing portion. And then um, in that, I'm kind of assessing the different energy centers throughout their body. Mm -hmm. And then from that, um, sharing with them what came up for me and then basically we're piecing together how this blockage like might be showing up in their physical reality wow, wow. and then how so can you give me an example of how you've then helped a client release that blockage so that then they're able to experience life in a much better way right so for, uh, I'll use myself and I guess like other survivors as an example. Mm. Um, but, you know, 
lived with sexual trauma, um, usually our womb, our sacral area has a lot of blockages. And so with energy healing, the goal is to like clear those blockages out and restore balance um, over that area. And that's through the manipulation, basically my hands, um, hands off approach, not like manual body work per se. Um, and um, some people may have physical manifestations, you know, maybe um problems with their menstruation. Um, so that is an example of a physical problem. They might not always. Mm -hmm. In our physical reality, that can mean like, um, you know, not necessarily feeling, um, leaning into, I guess, their feminine side. Mm -hmm. So yeah, not necessarily leaning into their fem feminine side. So like the creativity you know, might be blocked. Um, mm, also, mm. again, oftentimes uh, for survivors, um, not only is the womb area blocked, but also their throat, their communication mm. center, because for many reasons, right? Like mm. whether it happened as a child and they spoke up about it, it was either not believed or like myself, we didn't speak up about it. And so mm. We may have problems with communication, you know, setting our boundaries, speaking our truth. That is an example of how it may show up in our physical reality. Wow. And then how do you then help clients kind of break the break down those blockages? So, and that's the combination that we do with the energy healing and the coaching, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, after we do the energy healing, know processing it um exploring it diving deep into again how it may be showing up in their current reality and like ultimately coaching them steps um that will help them feel supported to make those changes yeah for themselves oh wow so um now that you're in a better place what motivates you to get up and go every morning mm. I would say it's my clients, mm. the people that I serve. Um, and I say that because, you know, when we heal ourselves, we, um, we not only heal ourselves, but we heal those around us, right? We heal those around us, the generations before us, and especially the generations that come after us, you mm. know, so when I help a client, you know, they're healing for their community and really helping assuring that next generation so that some of these same patterns don't repeat itself. Mm -hmm. So I would say, yeah, it's my clients who ultimately, um, yeah, allow me to wake up and do this work. Yeah. Oh. That's lovely. That really, really is lovely. So what's one thing that you wish you would have known at the beginning of your journey that you think would have helped? I would say um, self-compassion mm. is huge. Yeah. And I say self-compassion because in this healing journey and in this life journey in general, right, like there are so many ebbs and flows uh, to life, right? 
um, in the healing journey, we may have reached a point where we think we've healed something and later on and down the line, we realize, oh, there's, you know, something like kind of triggers it again. It's like, oh, I haven't quite fully healed that. Right. And yeah. instead of judging yourself, that's where self-compassion as it comes into play. Right. Um, rather, rather than self-judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of self-compassion, what ways are you more compassionate to yourself now? Mm, I love that question. <laughs> it's definitely a practice, right? Um, and it starts with how I get up in the morning, right? Mm. Um, recognizing, you know, if I do have thoughts that aren't as helpful, um, doing what I need to do to help shift those thoughts, whether that's journaling. Um, whether that's moving my body, um, I love to dance, you know, movement is, is a big component of, um, you know, what I'm starting to incorporate in my services and offerings. Um, meditation, um, and sometimes um, playing a YouTube video of affirmations when I can't do it, do it myself, right? Yeah. Um, getting the support of others to basically like have me feel like I'm I'm affirmed in myself so um and also the support of my community Mm. right like that is also very huge and important to me um because um life and the healing journey can feel very lonely Mm. especially if you're the first in your either like group of friends or your family that's where you can lean into community of other like-minded individuals who, you know, um, can offer that support for you. Yeah, that's so true. So you spoke about your community, but what other things in terms of resources have helped you along the way? Yes. Um, So I've done, you know, therapy. Mm -hmm. I am in therapy. I've done EMDR. Um, believe eye movement something like eye movement desensitization um and that's to help process trauma yes yes yes, um right so I've done that um coaching as well invested um in in coaching for myself um as well as um allowing myself to enjoy life Mm. too and that is like oh being outdoors that has helped me tremendously you know um using mother nature as as a tool to heal you know Mm. there's so much wisdom outside and with the trees um so yeah I would say that yeah So I want to go um, back a little bit, because when you were talking about um, being outside and being free, um, you mentioned in 2020, you told your parents about um, the um, abuse that you had suffered. What what led you to make that decision? And then what was what happened as a result? Mm, Yeah. So uh, 2020 was when I first admitted it to myself. I didn't Mm. tell my parents until this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so it took some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So 2020 was kind of like the year about like 
trying trying to heal that mm. um 2021 was when I realized that oh I should actually tell my parents right mm. um and there was a part of me that was like fighting myself because for many reasons right like um you know I was concerned about the reaction or non-reaction I might get yeah. from them mm-hmm. um there was also a part of me that thought like it's not really necessary for me to have to tell them for my liberation or for me to do what I want to do with how I serve. Right. Yeah. Um, until I basically got the message or download, um, that I should tell them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I had thought that there was like a blockage in, me I guess expanding in my business because I wasn't telling my parents about the business itself yes I basically got the download it's like no that's not what you're afraid to tell them (laughs) go back further which is the abuse and I was like that's true because if I can tell them that I can tell them anything right wow or anything that comes after is like is nothing compared to yeah. the abuse. So um, that was what would that was what made me get into therapy um, mm-hmm. earlier this year um, wow. to fully prepare myself and um, feel even more grounded um, and have the the resources to comfortably share that with them. Wow. So I did that and I shared it with them and yeah, it was definitely not as bad as, you know, we <laughs> like to play a scenario in our head. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I shared it with them and, you know, felt, felt the love that ultimately my inner child was like, you know, wanting from them. So mm-hmm. yeah, now they know. and. Um, so does everyone else. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely like on social media. I, I didn't feel comfortable sharing it on social media for us without first telling my parents. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. in terms of um, then sharing it with your parents, how did that help you in terms of how you now feel about yourself in terms of compassion towards yourself? interestingly enough um after I told them there was an adjustment period right there was an adjustment period to my nervous system and my body um now with having the world know about it right Mm um and yeah again it it took some time it took that self-compassion to tell myself that like you know it's okay that that people know this thing about about me like Mm -hmm. you know this or ultimately it's like I I didn't necessarily want people to know about me like that it happened to me yes um out of like pity per se right but Mm -hmm. I felt it was important to share because I felt alone with this story and I know there's many other people who feel alone with this story and so yeah, I felt, um, 
yeah, is important to share and it took some adjustment period. Um, and then, so again, that's where the continued therapy and support from my community yeah. was important in, in helping foster that further self-compassion to adjusting to this new period in my life. Oh, that's lovely. So did it free you? Yeah, yeah. it did. It, it totally did because again, especially on social media before having shared it, like it, it was, I guess, kind of hard to say what I fully wanted to say, right? because there was still this piece that um I was hiding yeah yeah and so once um once I freed that up like that just that weight that lifted off my shoulder um really allowed me to fully express Mm -hmm. what needed to be said right um especially the uncomfortable parts of what it means to be a survivor yeah 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 so in terms of your inner child um why is it so important for you to heal your inner child and then as a result of that help others now to do the same yeah I kind of like to say (laughs) it's like well one inner child is is so important Mm -hmm. um healing your inner child is so important because for a lot of us, um, you know, most of how we are mm-hmm. in this adult life is a result of our upbringing, right? Yes. Like, especially the parts of, of ourselves that we might not exactly like or don't necessarily serve us. Mm-hmm. That comes from, um, you know, our childhood years, right? Yeah. During ages one through seven, um, we don't have what's called like a, I guess, a conscious mind mm-hmm. um, that is developed. Um, so we're basically like sponges during that time. Yeah. You know, everything we experience, like what we learn from our caregivers, we accept as truth and as reality. And so as adults, um, mm-hmm. healing those parts of ourselves that we might ne- not necessar- necessarily like yeah. takes us having to revisit that inner child um, who maybe didn't feel seen, heard, or loved, you know, and affirming them that they are, right? Having that conversation with our inner child, letting them know that they're safe to exist and to be and to play, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're often <laughs> robbed of that yeah. too as a child, right? Um So healing our inner child and also taking them with us, you know, allowing that childlike wonder to exist in our adult life too. Um, And so it's important to heal that. um, And, you know, on the the part where you said, um, why is it important uh, to serve others Mm -hmm. in that same way? I kind of feel like it's like our like little kid version of us, like, hanging out you know and (laughs) playing together right like healing together so that as we age you know we can usher in that next generation of 
of, I guess, better human beings ultimately, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna age, and so it, it's their roles to um, to lead how they want to in the in this new earth. Uh, so by by us being better, we're then able to make the next generation better. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Oh. oh, this is that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to change tact a little bit and ask you, um, what's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Ooh. Um, my biggest failure, not a lot of people know this about me. Um, I don't really have a shame about it, but I just, mm. you know, it's not something that I really speak on. But when I was in nursing school, um, I was still in the middle of a program and um, I was basically like influenced by a friend to shoplift. Mm. And so I did. And yeah, basically got into trouble with that. Wow. Um, you know, I remember being like so scared um, that it would affect my ability to continue in my nursing program. Mm, yeah. um, and it didn't. I remember talking to, the, you know, the the director of nursing or the, um, the head of the nursing program and it didn't. But it wasn't until I had to sit for my nursing boards, my nursing license exam, you know, mm. um, uh, here in the states, I mean, I don't know what the legal system is like everywhere, everywhere else, but here in the states or in California, anyways, like um, you can get the um, you can get your record like expunged, meaning mm-hmm. like erased, yes, kind yes. of. But on the for the exam, one of the questions they ask is like for any record, even like if it has been you know, um, expunged mm-hmm. and yeah, so I had to disclose that and basically that affected my ability to get my nursing license. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, that was definitely a lesson. Um, yeah. and it, you know, it, it was really hard at first, but again, it was all part of the process, you know, yeah. of, of my journey right um so yeah that I guess would say is one of my (laughs) biggest failures um but ultimately yeah a very hard and also necessary lesson yeah so but you managed to get your nursing um yes so then so how so what made you what was the what was that thing that made you keep going? The driving force that kept you going, saying, "I'm going to do this despite of despite this setback." Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I know the answer. I I think there was just something that. all in you know with all in divine timing ultimately like Mm -hmm. something supporting me for sure because you know the process I I guess like not I guess I know like I'm 
am avoidant when it comes to like hard things sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that was the case back then. Like, you know, when it came to like submitting paperwork um, and turning in documents, like it, you know, it was very Mm -hmm. stressful. So I would just avoid it altogether. And so that also delayed a lot of the process. Like, you know, it took me basically two years after graduating nursing school to get my nursing license. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a journey for sure. Um, And it was hard while it was, you know, while I was in it, but um, all for, all for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you have this sense of, as well as your sense of calm, there's this sense of surrender. Where does that come from? Mm, I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) Where does this sense of surrender come from? I probably from, you know, my, my lineage of, from from my ancestors you know having our you know centuries ago having been colonized and you know me them coming to america and being immigrants um and me having been raised um a daughter of immigrants and then my trauma you know i think yeah. resiliency i think that that cultivated um some of that surrender wow wow just wow (laughs) (laughs) um and I laugh because um I've, I've been smiling a lot throughout this interview because there is so much that that you say that resonates with me because it is that you just such a calming um energy that you have um and can I ask are you an empath I would say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, with what I, what I do, you know, as, as an energy healer, like, yeah. um, you know, especially now understanding, and that's where energy healing was, was super powerful for me rather than absorbing other people's energies, like, mm-hmm. you know, not making it a part of mine. Yes. Ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so then how, how have you learned to do that? Because I know that for a lot of people that are in past, um, they find it really hard to do that. So how have you learned to say your energy, even in the healing process of healing somebody, allowing their energy to remain their energy? Yeah. It's a lot about what you do outside of mm. interactions with other people. Yeah. It's start with your self care, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's again, oh, um, going outside, you know, yeah. being in nature, touching a tree to ground and, yeah. um, you know, Mother Earth is um, the biggest transmitter of energy. So offering any heavy energies that aren't necessarily yours to Mother Earth. Yeah. Um, I like to say, like, before leaving your house, envision yourself in an energetic bubble that cannot be penetrated by Mm -hmm. energies that don't serve you um also in meditation envisioning that bubble you know um and um it it's also with your self-talk too Mm -hmm. when you notice 
you know, um, you know, you can hold space for someone, you know, you can hold space for your friend who might be complaining about X, Y, Z, right? Yes. But also telling yourself, like, it's not your your personal truth. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I would say um, I would recommend that um, or have that to offer for empaths. Yeah. Thank you. Because I think that's, because um, that's definitely something that I have had to learn to do is just kind of especially after coaching and people Mm -hmm. you can take on on people's energy but it's learning to just kind of say your energy is your energy and then doing those self-care things to make sure that um that it remains that way and um because if you don't you know the alternative is not good (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah. so having some kind of practice to like Mm. You know, for example, like yourself, like after a coaching call, having some kind of practice that signifies that you're cutting off that energy cord that connected you and your client, you know, whether that's, I don't know, spraying something, um, if you're into like smudging stuff, um, even just like the the act of like, like pretending you're cutting off an energy cord like this three times. Yeah. Um. Going for a walk, so, yeah, yeah, is one. Yes, is, is, it's definitely one that I do. Is just kind yes, of absolutely. like you say, being with nature, exactly. and it's very, very, very important. So, right. what is your greatest fear? I would say my greatest fear is ultimately not doing what I was put here on this earth to do Mm. and what were you put on this earth to do Mm. that is to be a vessel of Mm. of love and healing yeah um yeah I would say that to be a vessel of love and healing oh I love that I really really love that and conversely What excites you the most about the next six to 12 months? Mm. What excites me about the next six to 12 months is um, my intention to explore more of the world. Mm -hmm. I have intentions to, um, to travel and, you know, follow my pleasure, follow my desire to experience life and all the beautiful people in this life all over the world, Um, you know, to try these new delicious foods, um, experience um, water, water in the new light. I've always Mm. wanted to scuba dive, so hopefully learning how to do that you know and and surf as well so I am really excited to do that for myself in the next six to 12 months and I love I love that and yeah let me know how you get on because it sounds amazing it really sounds (laughs) thank you you're welcome so what advice would you give to a woman who wants to go to her next level but isn't sure where or how to start I would say trust that inkling, that feeling that you feel in you, inside of yourself. Um, 
that tells you when you come across a coach's page, come across the healer's page, or come across someone's page who excites that fire in you to um, to want to, you know, do that thing that they're offering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can start off by uh, reaching out for a consultation, mm-hmm. right? Start there um, and let whatever happens after that come um, uh, with ease. Um, well, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. And finally, what gives you a meant for more mindset? The belief that there is access to it. Mm. Uh, there is access to more all around us, you know, should we choose to go for that, right? Um, mm. It's, again, it's that inner dialogue, you know, allow one, allowing ourselves to know that there's more for us to achieve and it's okay for us to want more right um yeah we have their permission um and there's enough to go around for everyone yes right um i would say that yeah oh thank you so glessy what i want to do now actually is i want to acknowledge you i want to acknowledge your your beauty in terms of your calmness in terms of your energy in terms of your ability to surrender in terms of your loving and your giving and just how you show up because you show up as somebody who's just ready to be such a calming influence that you, it seems like you just calm everybody else around you and you create a safe space for people um not only just through your work but just the way that you show up as well and um for all the work that you're doing and for all the um people that you help um I just want to say thank you so very much for being you thank you for being you I receive all of that <laughs> yeah thank you you know for allowing me to share my story um which is so many people's story mm-hmm. right? and yeah for allowing the time and space to to do so yeah thank you again and you're very very welcome and finally where can our listeners connect with you online yes yeah, so uh, if you're on instagram it's at in her healings um or my website is the same in her Thank you so much. So guys, that's it for this episode. And we shall see you in the next one. But for now, take care and see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more about me, what I do, check out my website, nextlevelcoachinggroup.com, where you can also download my free Release Your Mindset Blocks guide. You can also follow me on Instagram at Next Level Coaching Group or on Facebook at Next Level Lounge. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a rain and review. Thanks. See you on the next one.